What's up, everybody? God bless. Welcome back to another teaching from the Bible Teaching Ministry of A Love Outreach. My name is Dave Nelson. Today we are going to go through another proverb, uh, Proverbs chapter 18. I am just randomly doing these proverbs. Uh, Today is the 18th day of the month of April. And uh, like I said, we're going to take a look at Proverbs chapter 18. So we're going to go ahead and jump right on in to verse 1 and uh, see what the Lord has for us today. It says, A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. Now, as you read the book of Proverbs, you'll see it talk about a fool on many occasions, right? Somebody that is just unwise in the way that they live their lives on a daily basis. They, um, they want to follow their own desires, they want to do what they want to do, and they do not care what anyone else says. And that's what this verse is talking about here. It's someone that isolates themselves. They say that the only opinion I need is mine, the only advice I need is mine, that type of thing, and they rage against all wise judgment. They're all against, they're against wise judgment. And it goes on to bring up the word fool here in verse 2. A fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. So think about that. Um, maybe you've acted that way in your, your own life. I know in times past in my life, I have acted that way. Uh, or maybe you know someone today that behaves that way. You know, they, they're just all about themselves. They get into that mood or mode of life, whatever you want to call it, where, you know, they just want to express their own heart. What they say matters. And there's many people that live their lives on a daily basis like that. We see that in our society today. Um, Just, you know, expressing their own heart. They think they're right. They don't care. They don't need any understanding about anything else. They just want their way and they want to be catered to. And unfortunately, in our society here in the United States of America, we have begun in recent years to cater to that type of thing, you know, rather than um, to deal with the righteous, deal with those that are doing what is right. We're going in the way of those that just want to run their mouths and uh, get their own way and are all about themselves. But you see, the book of Proverbs gives us wisdom from God on how we really should be living you know, as just individuals, how we should be living. But also, we can become very wise as a country if we would align ourselves with the Bible, the Word of God. And there probably was a time in America where that was more so the case than it is right now. Uh, Verse 3 goes on to say, When the wicked comes, contempt comes also, and with dishonor comes reproach. Okay, so when and notice how it's talking about the wicked here, they they they're the ones that bring um, contempt. Okay, uh, again, they want to fight against something. They don't they don't believe that you know someone deserves honor um, for whatever reason. They think the righteous are wrong. Those that care to do what's right for a society. And they want to reproach that person. They want to think less of that person. They want to belittle that person. And unfortunately, we're seeing that in our society today as well. Um, 
you know, especially over the last few years, even more so, right? And I'll probably touch a little bit more on that as we get into Proverbs chapter 18 here. But it says the word of a man's, the words of a man's mouth are deep waters. The wellspring of wisdom is a flowing brook. So uh, really no one is, is short of words. Some people are more quiet than other others, but even within their own head, there's a deep wellspring of words, you know, things that they want to uh, say, they have to say, or whatever. But what this is combining here in verse 4 is just the fact that, that those words are like deep waters, meaning there's there's much words within us, but the wellspring of wisdom is a flowing brook. So to speak with wisdom is that which is the most peaceful and gentle and easily entreated, right? To speak with wisdom. It is not good, verse uh, 5 says, it's not good to show partiality to the wicked or to overthrow the righteous in judgment. Now think about that. Not good to show partiality to the wicked. So in other words, someone gets up in the morning and they are just bent for the wrong thing, they go out, they're hanging with the wrong crowd, they're doing the wrong things, they're bent for evil. Um, you know, they go out, they, they do wrong, you know, against society, they, they steal or they destroy things, destroy property or whatever. And it says it's not good to show that person partiality. It's not good to give favor to that person. And it says, or to overthrow the righteous in judgment. Think about that. We have people in our society that keep law and order. They get up in the morning to go out and to do their job to keep law and order. And they're out at nights and they want to keep the streets safe and they want to keep things quiet. That's what they're there to do. That's what their job is. But yet they're the ones being overthrown in judgment. And the righteous are being shown partiality. So we're living in a time where things are just not good. Things are not good. Things are not right. And uh, I would like to exhort those of you that listen to this, that, that uh, profess to be Christians, to pray for our society and to pray for the direction of our society. And we shouldn't be putting people into power, into authoritative positions in our country today that are more apt to show partiality to the wicked and to overthrow the righteous in judgment. We've got to take a look at that. Because the society, in order for it to be peaceful, in order for it to um, do well, we've got to have law and order. And we've got to be showing partiality on the side of righteousness and what is good, right? A fool's lips, verse 6 says, enter into contention, and his mouth calls for blows. Okay? There's that riotous person, right? They uh, they enter into contention, and his mouth calls for blows. That's all he. It's all he thinks of doing. He or she. They think of going out and destroying, kill, steal, destroy, which we know is the enemy, which we know comes from Satan, and that is the soul that is led by Satan that goes out and do and does these things in our society. Okay. So then a fool's mouth, verse 7, is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. That person is just trapping their own soul. The person that runs their mouth, the person that's, that's loud and, and you know, 
speaking, you know, their own desire and trying to get their own way. They're void of understanding. They're, they, they don't want anything to do with righteousness. It's just a snare for their own soul. In the end, they're lost uh, for all eternity. But the wor- verse 8 says, the words of a talebearer are like tasty trifles, and they go down into the, inner, to the inmost body. Uh, if, if we're not careful, we can fall into that trap, you know, where someone comes and they're, they're, they're gossiping, they're a talebearer, they're saying something, and you eat it up, right? And, and you take it down within you. And it ends up only having a, a, a negative impact on you. You're listening to gossip and you're thinking wrongly. You're not thinking on things that the Bible tells us to think about, things that are good and lovely and of good report, if there be any virtue. We're, we're supposed to be thinking on those things, not listening to talebearers and taking it in as a tasty treat. Okay, Verse 9, he who is slothful in his work is a brother to him who is a great destroyer. Put it all together there, folks. What's it telling us? That if we're slothful, if we're lazy, then we're just like a great destroyer. Oftentimes, you, you've heard the old adage and um, that says, um, idle hands are the devil's workshop. You know, when, when you've got people that are sitting at home, doing nothing, they're not going out into society, benefiting society, they're not working, they're not trying to better their community and things like that. But to the contrary, they're going out and destroying their community, defacing people's property, writing on walls, stealing things, breaking windows, looting, and all of that kind of stuff, right? It's because they're lazy. They're, they're, they're not doing anything. They're not trying to get out and do something. And someone may say, well, well, they can't get hired. Well, why can't this person get a job or that person get a job? They can't get hired or whatever. Well, then go out and just pick up the trash in your community and see what happens. Go out and just walk around and, and make your, your neighborhood look better and see what happens in your life. See how things start to turn around in your life because you're doing what is righteous and you're doing what is good rather than going with your own evil desires of your heart. So it's, it's a matter of repentance in that case, right? Verse, nine, uh, verse 10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. So what direction is that telling us to go? Go to the Lord. Go to the name of the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. He'll direct your path. He'll direct you. So you need to be on a path of righteousness for his name's sake. You need to be doing what is right and what is good in the sight of the Lord. And you, you want to run to the Lord and trust in him. It's a strong tower, okay? Uh, the rich man's wealth, verse 11. The rich man's wealth is in his strong city and like a high wall in his own esteem. So the rich man's wealth is his strong city and like a high wall in his own esteem. Speaking of that person that thinks their money is everything. He thinks that that's what life is all about. Money, money, money. Getting money. And that's, that to them is their strong city. That's their fortress. That's what they hide behind. 
and it's like a, a high wall, his own esteem. He esteems himself very well because he has lots of money, thinks he's better than everyone else, thinks he's done well for himself in all of that, right? Um, it's not the way of the Lord. Verse 12, before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty and before honor is humility. So think about that, even with, in, by looking at the verse we just read prior. Um, that rich man, he's haughty, he's proud. Look at me, look what I've done, look what I have, look what I've built, look at my bank account, look at what, you know, look at this, look at that, right? But that's destruction that, that, that lies ahead for that man. But it says, and before honor is humility. The person that is honored, is truly honored, is the humble person. Doesn't look that way in our society today, right? Uh, people get honor because they have wealth. People get honor because they're famous, right? They, they, they're on the television screen. They're on the basketball court, on the football field or baseball field, whatever it may be, right? They get this honor as if they're something special because of what they've attained to. But that's not how God sees things. God, God looks at the heart and he's looking for humility, right? He who answers a matter before he hears it, it is folly and shame to him. So in other words, when, when you hear something, you need to take it in and you need to contemplate it and you need to really consider it and have some discernment about it and say, you know, okay, what's right here? Don't just listen to the crowd. Don't just listen to what everyone else is saying. Don't just watch what the, or, you know, listen or believe what the news is telling you for sure, right? Because it's all slanted one way or the other. It's all slanted toward what people want, their own desires, what they want to get. Okay, so they make up lies to try and shift things and change things. And those that are bent for evil want to shift and change things in their direction, you know? And uh, anyway, let's move on here. That was verse 13. Verse 14 says, The spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness, but who can bear a broken spirit? So again, just, just to let you know, Proverbs kind of jumps all over the place. Sometimes you might get a string of verses that run together that are talking about the same subject, but a lot of them are just kind of one-liner pieces of wisdom. So this says, uh, let me read that again, the spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness, but who can bear a broken spirit? So we know that <clears throat> has a lot to do with your outlook, your attitude in life, you know, the direction that you're going, uh, the direction of your life has a lot to do with the way you look at life, even when you're sick or whatever it may be. So then uh, verse 15, the spirit of the prudent acquires knowledge and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. Now to be prudent, <clears throat> excuse me, to be prudent means that you're considering the future. You're looking ahead, you know, you're, you're not just looking at what's right in front of you, but you're considering the future as well, right? And how things are going to be, you know, in your life in the future. Um, so, but this says that the heart of the prudent acquires knowledge. So you want knowledge. You want to gain wisdom. You want to gain knowledge. And the ear of the wise, it says, seeks knowledge, 
Okay, so you want to hear what's good. You want to put into your ears what is good. And you want to, to uh, invest in your future in the way that you live today. The choices that you make today are going to affect your future. Okay, verse 16, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. So this is just one of the observations of Solomon in writing this, right? Is that um, people like to be flattered. People like to have good things brought to them. So, you know, if you're bringing something good to them, they're going to make room for you. Whether that's good or bad, you know, who knows? I mean, sometimes it could be maybe, and but I would say most times it's not. It depends on who you're dealing with. If you're dealing with a fool, if you're dealing with a worldly person, if you're dealing with a haughty person who just cares about themselves, well, you don't want to be around them. But if you're dealing with righteousness and goodness and things like that, well, then you want to be around those type of people, right? The first, verse 17, the first one to please his cause seems right until his neighbor comes and examines him. That's why we have the court systems, for example, that we have today. Someone might say, well, this is what he did to me. This is what she did. This is the way it is. And, they, and if they're loud and they're boastful and whatever, and they, you know, they've got a few other liars to back them up, you know, whatever the case may be. But then you got to get, you got to examine it. And that's wisdom for us too in our lives today um, to say, and we really, like I said, we need to use discernment. We need to look at things, you know, from every angle and say, what's right here? Okay, verse 18, casting lots causes contention to cease and keeps the mighty apart. Casting lots causes contentions to cease and keeps the mighty apart. Now, we don't have that so much in our society today, casting lots. There are some people that still do that kind of thing um, for various region, reasons, maybe their religion or something like that where they're, you know, maybe drawling straws, you know, who gets the shortest straw, um, you know, and just says, hey, this is how we're deciding the matter. And, you know, this is a contentious matter here, or it could be a contentious matter, but this is how we're going to um, decide it here, okay? Again, we don't see that too much in our society today. A brother, verse 19, a brother offended is harder to win than a strong city, and contentions are like the bar's of a castle. So we want to avoid these things. We want to avoid contention. Okay? Because it puts up barriers between human beings. Right? And if you offend somebody, we want to avoid that as well. We want to be wise with our words. We want to be careful what we say. You know, um I believe it's in Proverbs 15, um but it, it says that a, I might be wrong on that, but it says that a word fitly spoken. It's like an apple of gold in a setting of silver. You can look that up and find out exactly where it is. But it's a word fitly spoken. It's like an apple of gold in a setting of silver. In other words, it stands out when you speak a good word, when you do what's right, if you're speaking with kindness. And we're told in Ephesians that we are to be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. You don't want to go through life with bitterness in your heart about 
what may have happened to you in your past because it only hurts you. You go through life with bitterness and then, you know, it's something you constantly speak of. You try to get other people on your side, and you, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. It's only killing you. It's only hurting you. We need to be people that are people of forgiveness, people that are not causing contention and offending one another, right? Um, verse 20, a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. This is just speaking to the fact that your words matter. Again, what kind of words are you speaking? You know, people are going to receive you. People are going to want to be around you based on the words that come out of your mouth. And people are going to want to avoid you based on the words that come out of your mouth. We all know people like that, right? That run their mouth, very opinionated. Their opinion matters. Um, their opinion is above all else. And they run their mouth. And people just don't like to be around that type of person. Okay? Verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Now that ties right on to verse 20 there. What you're speaking right? What you're speaking matters in terms of your daily life. Now, I'm not even going to get into this. Maybe I shouldn't even say it, but this is not the name it and claim it type way those people use those scriptures, you know, where they think they're God or they can change their future or their outcome or they can speak a car into existence or different things like that. This is just talking about everyday life, the way you live, the way you communicate with people and the way people are either going to want to be around you or not going to want to be around you. Okay? Verse 22, He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. I'll tell you what. I'll be the first one to tell you that my wife is a blessing. Uh, 36 years of marriage now. I'm doing a calculation in my head. 35 years of marriage. We've been together over 37 years um, I found a good thing, a wonderful wife. And uh, to me, it's definitely favor from the Lord. I've been blessed. If you're single, if you're a man, you're single, um, you'll do well to find a wife. Uh, I know that today, and uh, you know, here I am speaking like an old man, right? But today, kids are waiting so late in life to be married. It's what I wanted from the time I was 14 years old. Um, and I'm sure glad I didn't get married that early. Um, if it were legal, I wish I could have married my same wife at that time. But um, anyway, it's a blessing. It's a blessing from the Lord. Um, verse 23. The poor uses entreaties, but the rich answers roughly. There you go, that haughty person that's rich. They just feel they can say whatever they want as if their money is their power right? But the poor, on the other hand, has to, to speak in a quiet manner to try and get whatever they can or whatever. And unfortunately, that's the way it is in this world. Again, you, you got to remember when you're reading Proverbs that Solomon is just telling it like it is. Whether we agree with it or not, he's telling it like it is. And there's wisdom to gain from what we see and read here. But let's go ahead and finish out verse 24. A man who has friends must himself be friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer 
than a brother. Okay, so if you want friends, if you find yourself not having friends, maybe you're not being friendly yourself. Maybe you're not going out and doing and speaking to people and doing what you need to do to find friends. You need it's okay to start conversations with people, right? It's okay to use your voice and say, "Hey, how are you? What do you do for a living? Where do you live? How many kids do you have?" This, that, and the other thing. Get to know somebody. Show yourself friendly to somebody, right? And then you might find that friend that sticks closer than a brother. And this this is implying that a brother that brothers should stick close to each other, and that the brother should be the best friend that you have, right? Should should be very close. But there is a good friend out there that can be like that to you in your life. And I'm thankful to have that in my life. But anyway, we'll go ahead and stop here for today. That's Proverbs uh, chapter 18. And um, thank you for watching. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you next time. God bless.